Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to the final regular season edition of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V, because of course, our next episode when we recap Lions versus Packers is going to be a playoff edition because the Lions are going to the playoffs. And myself, at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and my co-host, the legendary safety for the Detroit Lions, Glover Quinn, will be here to cover it all. Glover, how's it going? Great, man. Great. Excited. Just doing great, man. Good good start to the new year. It really has been. It's You know, the Lions get a win. The Lions are in the playoff hunt. Been working hard all week. Got a lot of stuff done. Just setting myself up for a good new year. And it sounds like you are as well. Yeah, man. Yes. You know, I was excited when the Lions got the, um, got flexed to the Sunday night game, man. I was excited. And I can see exactly why the NFL did it, too. You know, I mean, you look at that game, and I think I tweeted it or put it on my Instagram. I'm like, the Lions are either playing to go to the playoffs or they're going to be playing spoiler. Either way, they're going to be winning. And I feel like that's so – and I was talking to my friend yesterday – and he said something about um he said something about the lines being spoilers or something for Green Bay, right? And I told him, I said, if Seattle wins that game, then we're playing spoiler. If Seattle loses, then we're playing for the playoffs, right? And he has said something about, well, you still be playing spoiler for Green Bay. And I was like, well, it's all about perspective. It's all about mindset. I said, if Seattle doesn't win that game, we're not thinking about Green Bay. We're not thinking about being a spoiler for Green Bay. We're thinking about winning because we can get in. And on our way to winning, I guess we'll spoil it for Green Bay. But we're not sitting there like, hey, let's go spoil Green Bay's playoff. No, let's go get in the playoffs. If Seattle wins that game and now we can no longer make it to the playoffs, now it's probably like, hey, well, we can't make it to the playoffs, but let's at least stop Green Bay from going. So either way, I think it's going to be a good game. I think the Lions need to go and, and play well and get the win. Football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. 
Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, hockey, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. They do. They absolutely do. And hopefully they are playing for a playoff slot against the Packers. But either way, Dan Campbell says this is their playoff game. No matter what, this is round one of the playoffs for the Detroit Lions, whether Seahawks win or not. And I actually believe it. You know, there's a lot of false, false platitudes. A lot of times people will overhype the final week of the season when for a lot of people, they've checked out already. I don't know if you saw Jadavian Clowney, but he said he's not going to be back in Cleveland, so they sent him sent him home from practice today. So there's a lot of things like that. But then when Dan Campbell says, I don't care if we're eliminated, it still matters, I believe him. And I think the team believes it too. Yeah, I, I, I feel that way. I mean, you can't go this whole week preparing to like win in a playoff game and then all of a sudden – Oh well, Seattle won, so we can't go to the playoffs. Well, we're just gonna go out there and no, like you're going to win the game. You're going to win the game. And like I say, you're either going to play for the playoffs or you're going to stop Green Bay from going to the playoffs. So I think the football guys are gonna gonna work out. I believe Baker Mayfield is gonna go and have a standout performance. And LA is gonna find a way to get a win. They are. And then it's going to be Lions versus Packers on Sunday night. They're going to pay the Lions back for that Matthew Stafford trade. And just, we we got them the Super Bowl. They get us the playoffs. And it's going to be an electric Sunday night football game. And when Aaron Rodgers was asked about it earlier this week, he was asked, are you going to have any of those thoughts that this could be your last time at Lambeau Field? And of course, you know Aaron Rodgers. He was playing it up last year. He was pl- he's playing it up this year. He's going the whole Brett Favre route. His answer, I mean, for sure, I'm going to be thinking about that just because you don't know what the future holds. But then when I think about that, it's nothing but gratitude. I'm going to take some time after the season. I've got a lot of great memories here at Lambeau and hopefully can add another one on Sunday. And this, to me, just feels like classic Aaron Rodgers, just the what we've seen the past two years. Yeah, that's just Aaron. <laughs> you know, that's just Aaron. I mean, if you want to play, play. If you don't want to play, don't play. And you know, just be just be real. Like, you don't have to do all the speculative and all that stuff. Like, you know, you've played for a long time, man. I don't think nobody will have a problem if you came on and said, you know what, I'm just trying to get through this season. And, you know, I do con- contemplate it, right? I'll see how I feel at the end of the season. If I want to continue playing, then I'll continue playing. If I don't, I don't. If I want to continue playing in Green Bay, I'll continue to be here. If I don't, I, I you know, I, I'm not. But, I mean, this is real-life stuff, man. Like, to sit here and make it seem like you don't have these thoughts or these feelings or these, like, just, you don't have to do all that. Yeah, and I think he just enjoys playing it up to read the quotes that are written about him after the fact. I think it's I, I think at the end of the day it's all just a game for him, but I'm not surprised in the least. And 
I, I really do think he is just focused on this Lions matchup. I mean, how could you not be, right? Yeah, I mean, how can you not be? But he better be thinking about the Lions and not thinking about the playoffs or the offseason because the Lions will go into Lambeau Field and win. And I truly expect that to happen. Three interceptions of the last time he faced the Detroit Lions defense. One to Jeff Akuda, one to Aiden Hutchinson, and then no, no, sorry, two to Kirby Joseph. Two that to Kirby. Game. Yes, two to Kirby that game, and one to Aiden Hutchinson. So he's he better be thinking about that Lions defense because they are ready to pounce. Oh yeah, and and he understands that. He knows he knows that they're gonna be there. They, I, I mean, when you play Aaron Rodgers every year twice a year you don't have the same fear as a lot of the people that don't play him often or fans that never play him you know what i'm saying i mean it's the packers and you you play him all the time you study him differently you, you you're comfortable um with him and against him and all these different things so i don't think the lions are going to be intimidated by him or i, I think they're going to go out and fully expect to win this game Absolutely. And I'm excited to see it happen. I think they're going to stifle the running game too. Cause that's what I keep reading about. Oh, Aaron Rodgers with this elite running game, Aaron Rodgers in December and January with this dominant running game. This is a run game. The last time the lions faced them 2.8 yards per carry for Aaron Jones, 3.1 yards per carry for AJ Dillon completely shut both of them down. And I know the running game for the Packers has been exciting lately, but it's also being against teams you expect to run all over anyways? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Lions, you know, outside of the Carolina game, I think they've done fairly decent against the run. They didn't want to play it against the Carolina Panthers. It was Christmas Eve and it was cold. I don't think it's supposed to be as cold in Green Bay. I think somebody told me it's supposed to be about 30 degrees. I think you you take that as a win. You go to Green Bay in January and it's only 30 degrees, right? So I don't think the weather is going to be that big of an issue. So I don't think the Lions will. And it's the last game of the season. If nothing else, everybody's excited. It's the last game of the season. Whether you're going to the playoffs or whether you're not going to the playoffs, it's the last game. So you're excited. You're ready to play. I don't think the weather is going to be a factor. I don't think the run game is going to be a factor. I really think Aaron's going to try to avenge those three interceptions and carved the lines up because he has zero respect for the Detroit Lions. And that's probably why he will throw interceptions because he's going to make passes that you probably generally wouldn't make. But when you don't respect people, you, you, you don't feel like they're going to make the play. Either your guy's going to make the play or nobody's going to make it. And when you approach it that way, these are NFL football players. They're going to make you pay. And that's why he's, through three interceptions last time. So if he don't change that or approach it differently, I wouldn't be surprised if he threw a, a few more. I could definitely see him throwing a couple more. Another to Kirby Joseph. We'll see if Aiden can get in there for a fourth interception. If Aiden Hutchinson gets four interceptions. Wow. Ah, <laughs> oh, he I truly can't imagine. But I'm excited to see what happens. Excited to see them kind of mess with Aaron Rodgers, play with his head a little bit. And I was looking at uh, looking back in the history of the NFL, and your final game came against the Green Bay Packers. 
That's something 31-0. That exactly. Blew them out. And PFF, just look, because they're the only ones that do the, the targets. But So I use them. Two targets, zero completions. 31-0. <laughs> Smacked them. I mean, if you go back and look at the, the records, I mean, I think. You had a good. A I had to have a good record. I think against everybody in the division, like Minnesota, you know, we started out slow against Minnesota because I think my first year there, they beat us twice. But then my second year, we beat Minnesota probably twice. We beat them twice. That was the year I led the league in picks. We beat them week three. Then we came back and beat them like week 14. Like, probably would had it been at least 500 with Minnesota. 800 plus against Chicago. <laughs> like, Chicago only beat us maybe one time while I was there. Maybe once. And then Green Bay would have been 600 at least. I'm going to have to calculate this one day. We have to see. Like, yeah, 31-0 last game. And I went out. I went out after the game. And I had been talking this up with one of my teammates, Ricky Jean, Jean Francois. Ricky Jean Francois. Um, he's a big cigar guy. And, you know, throughout my career, I never smoked cigars, you know, none of that stuff, right? But I was telling them leading up to the last game, like, hey man, because I knew this was gonna be I knew that was gonna be my last game. Um I was just asking them a bunch of questions and stuff, and I was just like, hey man, when season over with, I'm gonna smoke a cigar. Like, I'm gonna smoke a cigar. So we have been talking about it, and so he actually brought a whole thing of cigars, right? Season's over with. We beat Green Bay 31-0. Pack up. I go outside, me and Ricky, in front of the buses. The the buses are loaded up. Me and Ricky standing in front of the buses, smoking a cigar. Matt Patricia walks out, talks to us about smoking a cigar. It's like, oh, man, it smells good. Like, that's what what kind is that? Like, you know, has a conversation. And I was like, yeah, this is my first time ever smoking a cigar. He's like, uh-oh, wow, uh-oh, Ricky. He's going to be sick on the bus. He's going to be this. They're just like, okay. And so uh, we finish. They're sitting on a bus. Literally, the buses are loaded up. They're literally sitting there waiting for us to finish smoking a cigar. Finish smoking a cigar, got on the bus, and we left. That's how my season, that's how my career ended. Beating Green Bay 31-0 and smoking a cigar. I think that's a pretty good note to go out on. I think that (laughs) is a pretty... In terms of ways to leave it, I think that's tip top. Are you tired of having to play fantasy sports across multiple platforms? Well, now you can play fantasy sports the way you want, all in one place with Rival Fantasy. RivalFantasy.com is the only fantasy sports platform with three unique game styles. Number one, we've got challenges where you create your own head to heads like. DeAndre Swift will outscore Jamal Williams, and then other players will feel free to challenge you directly. We also have number two, the Fantasy Book, 
the traditional over-unders that we all know and love. And number three, we've got Fantasy Bingo that you can play only at RivalFantasy.com. Our friends at PlayerProfiler.com have a special offer for you with Rival Fantasy. Sign up today with RivalFantasy.com and use promo code PLAYER and you will activate your 100% first play insurance so you can play worry-free. That's RivalFantasy.com for a 100% loss protection up to $50 on your first deposit with promo code PLAYER courtesy of PlayerProfiler.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, it was dope. It was cool. And you knew before the season that that was going to be your last season and that well beforehand, this was going to be your last game, correct? Yeah, I knew that. I mean, I knew going like going into my whole career, I mean, before I even got drafted, I only wanted to play 10 years. I wanted to play 10 years. And I always t- told myself, um, and man, and it's, and it's crazy because somebody brought it up to me the other day after the DeMar situation. Um, I had always told myself, you know, if I can play 10 years and walk off the field after my 10th season, the last game, that it would take something special for me to have to walk back on the field. Because I felt like if I could walk off the field, then I probably wasn't injured. And I probably could play with my kids and run around and and live life, enjoy life. And I would be okay if God could bless me to be able to play for 10 years. I would be thankful. I would be okay. And I would walk away. And I always felt that way. And I was blessed and fortunate enough to play every single game of my career except for one. So to sit here and say I played for 10 years, I played a full 10 years. Um, Because you have some guys, when I say that, you have some guys, they may be in the league for 10 years, but they only play in – you know, 80 games. Well, I mean, that's not 10 years worth of games. You know what I'm saying? That's five seasons worth of games, right? So I was able to play a full 10 years and walk away. And so, you know, when the DeMar situation happened the other day, somebody brought that up to me and it was like, is this right here is why you wanted to walk away? I was like, yeah. I said, because every time you walk on that field, you're at risk for something you know you never think it's gonna be that serious but far as quality of life you know you go out there at age 38 and you pop an achilles like that's tough you turn acl you get a hip or you know spinal cord like you get some type of major injury at 38 like that's tough and so for me it was just like i don't want to have to deal with that so that's why I've never really even contemplated going back. It's like, no, like he blessed me to be able to play for 10. 
I tried to maximize everything I could in those 10, and I'm happy. Thank you, God. I appreciate it. I ain't going to keep pushing the envelope. I'm good. So, yeah, I knew. And that's such a beautiful story to hear. And good news for DeMar Hamlin. He was up. He has had the breathing tube removed and he is FaceTiming with his teammates. And so it sounds that things continue to progress positively. And that is just so wonderful to hear because, yeah, that was absolutely terrifying. And there are all the time other situations, Ryan Shazier, and even, as you said, the Achilles and the ACLs and all of that. It's a quality of life thing. And we just want everyone to get out of this game that we love as healthy as possible and to be able to ha- live a high quality of life after. Right. And, and and like I say, you know, as, as football players, you know, we've, we've become accustomed to dealing with things, right? We see injuries all the time, you know, um, what happened with DeMar is something that we've never seen nationally. Somebody has seen it, right? There's been stories of people, you know, practicing and somebody falls out or they're conditioning and somebody has a heart problem. You know what I'm saying? We've heard stories about that. So somebody on this earth has seen that from a national standpoint, on national TV in the middle of a professional game in the modern day for, you know what I'm saying? We've never seen that. And so that's what made it so tough. Right. And, you know, like I said, as players, you're conditioned to, you see a guy go down and, you know, he's hurt. Okay, move to the if you're at practice, hey, move to the next field or move the ball up 20 yards and let the trainers take care of them, yada yada yada, right? And and if you're if you're watching that game, you never assume that it was that bad because he stood up. You know, you see guys make tackles or get hit and they just out laying on the ground. I remember in 2001 of those years, we was playing in New Orleans, and I got a concussion, got knocked out. And I got hit, boom, and I was just laying on the ground. Didn't, wasn't moving, right? You see that all the time. So when you see that as a player, the first thing that goes to your mind is concussion, right? He concussed. When you see a player stand up and then he falls – now you're thinking, okay, either major concussion, he got up, tried to walk, he was dizzy and just fell. But when they fall back like that, the first thing I was thinking was he must have had like a punctured lung or something and just couldn't breathe. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what I was thinking when you see him fall backwards like that. Um, without no try to brace yourself, right? Because if you're concussed, I mean, you'll try to stumble like a boxer getting knocked out, right? They might try to stumble and, 
be somewhat coherent, try to catch themselves, but they just can't. But to just fall back like that was like, hold on, that's not concussion related. Don't look like it. And then when I thought about the hit, I'm like, man, he must have got hit in the lungs or something. Like the wind knocked out of him or something. He just stood up and he couldn't take it. He just fell out. And so I think as a player, that's kind of what you're thinking, right? You got the offensive guys for Buffalo. They're on the sideline just like, oh, somebody got hurt. Who that is? Oh, DeMar. Okay. And then it's like, oh, oh, really? Oh, oh. And it, you you see what I'm saying? Because we, we you see guys go down so much. And so I think that was the biggest thing when they start to see the seriousness of it. When you start seeing somebody doing CPR, that automatically tells you right there, he's not breathing. Now it just went to a whole different level. You know what I'm saying? I think it went to a whole different level. And I think if you look at the players, you can even look at Stefan Diggs because we've never seen anything like this. So I think mentally, during it, they were trying to continue to figure out how to stay strong to be able to play the game, right? Mm-hmm. I got to try to get my guys, like, we got to try to fight because that's what we've been conditioned to do. And I think if he wasn't down for so long, they probably would have finished the game. Mm-hmm. I think if he would have been down and they brought the they brought the stretcher out, you know, thinking maybe it was concussion related. And then while he was in the car uh, on in the ambulance, you know, they had to start doing CPR because something happened. I think they finished that game. Absolutely. But the fact that he was down for that long. And they seeing the CPR and stuff like that on like when they start cutting from the TV to ESPN analysts, because they don't want you to see what's going on, is pretty serious, right? At that point, we're not going back to play. We're not going back to play. This is this is serious. So that was something that we've never seen on a national scale, never experienced. And it was scary to watch, you know. I know I went to sleep and I woke up Tuesday morning, and that was the first thing I was wanting to see, like what's happening, like what happened. Did did you know? Is there's any more news out? Because you just want to know that he's okay, right? This is it's a tough event, um, and like I say, we play this game and we and we know that injuries and stuff like that will happen. I don't think nobody plays this game expecting like nobody walks on that field expecting to die. You know what I'm saying? You don't walk on the field expecting to get hurt, but you understand that's a possibility. I don't think dying ever crosses anybody's mind when you go into play. Getting hurt might cross your mind, but dying, I don't think that ever crosses any, especially a 24-year-old. Never. So that was tough. 
but glad that he's seeming to be doing better FaceTiming, um, you know, getting back to, you know, normal, but it just makes you think about a lot of different things. You know, he was blessed. He was fortunate. It was a professional game, you know, so the, the, the medical attention that he was able to get immediately helped him. You know what I'm saying? Think about these people that are in some small high school and they fall out at practice. There's nobody there that can save them that quickly. You know, so it just opens up a lot of things to say, hey, man, if we're going to be playing football and have these at any level, we need somebody there that. that can save a life, somebody, you know, and, you know, every week you, you, you hear them reporting, you know, how every week these medical team and these people, they meet for the game, they go over the, the action plan and the emergency plan. And this is that, and this is this, and this is who I am. And this is like, and they hope and pray that they just get in f- free, great seats to a football game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They hope and pray that they never have to do that stuff. But the one time that you have to do it, you got to execute at the highest level possible. There is no room for error when your number is called in that situation. And that's the beauty of professional anything. Sports. When your number is called, there is no room for error. And in this situation, it's life or death. You know, for a lot of people, it's not life or death. But in this situation, it's life or death. So kudos to those guys, man, for for recognizing it, performing, how they performed, you know, CPR, everything that they did, man. It, kudos to them. And... Just glad he's going to seemingly going to be okay. Truly. And just the way it was handled, the way everything went, just all of the good stories you hear about the personnel that were, that were involved and all the thanks from the family and all of the love and support that's come out. It's truly tragic, but it's been beautiful to find the good in the tragedy and thankfully this tragedy seems like it's going to be all right and we hope that it is and for the buffalo bills it's got to be tough having to play this weekend and it didn't i didn't know if they were going to or not and i don't think the bills did either until they spoke with damar's dad on facetime and he said no damar and i we think you should this is what damar wants this is what we want please honor us by go playing this game. And uh, also beautiful story to, uh, when DeMar woke up, he asked who won the football game. Just what a, what an incredible young man. Right. That that's, that's the stuff that you like. That's the stuff that lets you know, okay, he's coming back. At least he remembered that he was at a football game and, you know, all those different things. So that, those are, those are great signs. And, you know, I was saying the same thing this week. I'm like, you know, they were sitting there talking about the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals and how they're going to be able to make it up. And, and I'm sitting here like, guys, this, this you like, 
we're talking about that one game. I said there's 30 other teams right now preparing to play this upcoming weekend. I like the Bills. Are they going to cancel their game against the Patriots? Like, are they even in a mindset to be able to even practice and prepare for the Patriots? Like, luckily for them, they've already clinched. They are number one conceit. Like, you know, and it's the last week of the season. You know, they may be like, hey, we can do, do some walkthroughs. And, hey, man, we're just going to we just get through this game as best as we can. But I'm like, how do they prepare? Are they practicing? Are they, like, they, they got another game coming up. And so I'm sure, you know, with the news that they got earlier in the week, you know, with some signs of improvement, you know, hearing from the dad and then the news that they got today, you know, it's Friday. They probably, you know, after talking with him, they probably feel way, 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 way better. And they probably went out today and had a spirited practice on a Friday. And I, I would expect them to probably come out and really uh, whoop up on New England. Yeah, when things happen, when outside forces impact football, it can really unite a team. And so I, I, I think you're right about putting a whooping on the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's and, and, and that's what's so f- funny, crazy, sad, whatever about football, because everybody saw it. Right. So everybody feels these emotions. But when you go out and play the game of football, you can't have them. So the New England Patriots. They're fighting for their life. They can't come out and take pity on Buffalo because of what they've been dealing with. They're coming out trying to beat Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? So, Buffalo, you can't approach the game like New England is going to take pity on you guys because of what y'all been dealing with. It's like when you lit, when you step on those, in between those lines, it's literally like nothing else outside of this really matters right now. This is what matters. You're trying to beat us. We're trying to beat you doesn't matter that you drove through a snowstorm or you had to fly 20 hours. Like, none of that stuff matters. Nobody cares, you know what I'm saying, that you didn't sleep last night. Okay, that's better for me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad this happened early enough in the week so they can kind of mentally prepare themselves to go out and play. So you can at least protect yourself. I mean, you got to be mentally locked into the game. So – Hopefully they can get there and, you know, they got to expect New England going to come out and try to win. They're not going to lay down. Um, so I think everybody's just relieved and glad to know that he seems like he's going to be doing okay. It tr- Truly, truly. That's the number one takeaway is some things are bigger than football, bigger than life, bigger than everything. And so it's going to be – an interesting weekend around the league. Cause I'm sure a lot of other teams, a lot of people who witnessed it live on air are going to be still reeling with that. And so it's going to be an interesting weekend. It will be. It definitely will be. And I'll be watching Lord and, willing. And we'll be watching a pretty big game. Pretty big game on Sunday night. Pretty big game on Saturday night, too, I suppose. Titans versus Jaguars. 
lots of big games just scattered throughout the weekend. Yeah. And I wish, you know, I know they can't do this probably with playoff stuff and they try to have everybody on the same playing field or whatever. But I wish they would do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that week before is New Year's with the new game is New Year's weekend, right? So I really wouldn't have a problem with them having that game on Saturdays and then maybe having like, you know, one or two big games on that Sunday. And then you set up for a final week where, you know, if you got multiple teams, multiple games that are like winner take all, like we need that game on like primetime. Like you can have one Friday night, Saturday. Hey, we got the Jags and Titans on Saturday night. That's their game. You got the Lions and the and the Packers on Sunday night. You know, you might have if if that game would have played, you know, Baltimore, Cincinnati could have been one of those games. Maybe we got a doubleheader on Saturday. We got these guys Saturday during the day. We got Jacksonville with the night game. You know what I'm saying? To where everybody's watching those games, man. We these are these are games we've went through 18 weeks of football, and it comes down to this one game. Like this, like you say, the playoffs start for a lot of teams this week. And when we get to watch playoff football, it's one game on for the most part. That's the game that everybody's watching, you know. And I'm not saying that people don't care about these other games, but a lot of these games don't have anything going on. Nobody care about that in week 18. I don't watch you play bad football for 17 weeks. Like, <laughs> put that game on at 12 o'clock on a Sunday and call it a day, man. Like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> i get you there's been a there's been a lot of teams that they're they're probably gonna be benching starters too and even teams yeah. that matter the giants are gonna be benching their starters i don't think we're gonna see daniel jones or saquon barkley just because they want to stay healthy for the playoffs yeah they have nothing to play for that's what i was telling somebody it was like the i was like I was like, the Eagles got more to play for than the Giants. The Giants don't have anything to play for. They're not going to pass the Cowboys in the in the wild card. So they're going to be ahead of whoever comes after them, and they're not going to pass up whoever's in front of them. Because if Dallas some kind of way overtakes it, then Philly's still going to be ahead of the Giants. So they're not going to pass Philly. Then they're, they're going to be locked into the sixth spot. Philly or somebody's going to be the five. And then Seattle, Green Bay, or Detroit is going to be the seven. I don't think because the Giants already got nine wins. Maybe Seattle can get to nine. I don't know, but I feel like the Giants are locked in at six, so they're going to be they're going to be there. Yeah, they're locked in. Then they're going to be sitting people, and yeah, there's yeah, the Bucks are going to be sitting people. And Tom Brady's going to start the game to keep that consecutive start streak going, but. He's going to end up sitting early. Lots of games like yeah. that. But there's still lots of exciting games like this Lions versus Packers games, which Clover, I got to know, what do you think the final score is going to be? I already know we're taking the Lions over the Packers and it will be for the playoffs. But what's your prediction? You know, it's cold. The Lions haven't scored as many points on the road, especially in the cold. But it's the last game of the season, and it's Green Bay. I'm going to say 
the Lions will win. 24 20. Ooh. I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a close one. I don't think it'll be because it's gonna be the weather's gonna play a little factor. I think twenty by twenty four twenty. Twenty four twenty. 24-24, the Detroit Lions to head to the playoffs and face either the San Francisco 49ers or the Minnesota Vikings because they're still up in the air now. The Vikings have kind of choked it away. It's going to be a fun ride, Glover. I cannot wait to see how this weekend shakes out. Man, Minnesota might be the best awful team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> might be the best bad team we've ever seen. Golly. I don't think nobody is afraid to play in Minnesota right now, but that's the crazy thing. They're good enough to go and win the Super Bowl, but they're yeah. bad enough to get blown out in the first round. They're just like that. They can literally get blown out by 30 in the first round, or they can go and win the Super Bowl. Not many teams can say that. <laughs> not many teams can say that. The Detroit Lions can't say that. They're not getting blown out 30 to nothing in the first no. round. No, no. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting weekend, man. I'm ready to watch it. It's be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. Make sure if you are betting on the Rams to beat the Seahawks and the Lions to beat the Green Bay Packers and head to the playoffs, you're doing so with our friends over at betonline.ag. But until we see this game and the Lions are crowned playoff contenders, we will see you next time. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.